Welcome back to You Go Boy Podcast. <laughs> hey, been a long time. I shouldn't have left you. Listen, without a podcast to listen to. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> that is good. Come on. We're so sorry, but we're back. I know. With so much to say, so much that has been done. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is your co-host, Mario <laughs> Jovan Shaw. I got a little nervous. Okay. And this is your other co-host, Nigel Mask, and we are glad to have your ear on today. We are glad to be back with you all. A lot's yeah. been going on. So it's so terrible that we had just the smallest hiatus after doing our last uh, journal entry <laughs> of being trifling. Like, how are we going to be trifling and then disappear? Okay. <laughs> we went ghost trifling. <clears throat> trifling. Yes. Like well, the, oh, I'll say real quickly, too, that you have been listening to Jay Bosco. You know, we have to call that out, you know. Yes. And that intro, he's coming out with some new music, all of those type of things. I'm also holding my dog. So just in case if you, you know, do anything, <laughs> it's Copa, Wolf Wolf to the Masses. Oh, is that you know? a thing? Okay. He's quiet. <laughs> 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 so but it has. It's, we, we were trifling. Yeah, we were trying, but with good reason, though. So let's jump into that. So, one, what are you drinking? Well, yeah, tell them. I'm such it... a lame. Uh, well, I'm not a lame. Actually, I've just really been enjoying it. I have just not been in space of enjoying alcohol lately. Like, it just seemed like every time I drink it, it's heavy on my system, and I'm just, like, not feeling it. So I am actually drinking something that will – uh Never be heavy on the system because hey, you're drinking kombucha. I'm drinking some kombucha and I'm also drinking me a green smoothie. Lord, so in other words, if you run away from this microphone, we know what you're about to and go do. We know do. what's up and we're okay. going to have to do a 10 minute pause. <clears throat> Merciful. So, good. And it's a lemon ginger kombucha. I have my green smoothie and I have my diffuser with my orange zest in it with. <laughs> Some little bit of lavender. I am just setting my holistic mood. It's been a long week. It's been a long time. But, and I got some water. I have 24 ounces of water right next to me. Like I, mm, and I got some ballistics because when we talking, we dropping pounds. <laughs> but I just, I don't know. I, I, I just in a space of just holistic health, wellness, and this is the space that I'm currently in right now. You know, and one of our, one of my friends and podcast listener was like how are you gonna like you know do your third job in the podcast and not be drinking mm. <laughs> i was like i don't know but i'm just be honest yeah hey this is where i'm at right oh. now i might go back to drinking bourbon i love bourbon i bought a bourbon book and i love the mixture of bourbon and all that type of stuff but right now i'm just in this space mm. a little bit i'm just and there's nothing wrong with that Okay. You know, you're getting yourself situated, you know, cleaning yourself out. Good. It's like a soft detox of sorts. Hmm? I know, but funny thing is detox is like a negative word these days. Says who? Says the FDA. Like girl. If you notice that. <laughs> if you notice girl to the like, FDA. Girl. <laughs> y'all don't know what y'all like, want to be mad about today. A lot of like T's are not saying detox anymore. Which is not a because good thing. Of, because of the FDA says so? Well, because I think it has, like, something to do with the fact that, like, just the process of it all is just not good for you. And, and all honestly, so I didn't know. Cleansing is a little bit better. It's not you're bringing in certain bacteria. Ooh, Chile, folks know they can get hung up on a word. 
cleansing okay detox getting rid of waste it's all the same stuff i don't understand <laughs> it just pisses me off <laughs> it does. you have to stay abreast of all of these things right like okay like yeah and that's why we have you thank you, you such value <laughs> that is true. the world that trigger these niggas <laughs> As you take a sip of whatever you're drinking, what are yes, you? Yes, hello. Fuck a detox, nigga. I'm <laughs> not drinking no kombucha and ginger water <laughs> and all okay. that. No, when right. I'm home, I'm ready to decompress. I have in my cognac <laughs> sniffer, I have some Crown Black mm. accompanied with ginger. I got a little ginger. Hmm? I got a little ginger ale. Yeah, that's what I got. Oh, that God. smoothie looks. Thick. That's very thick. I cannot wait till we move to video so y'all can see <laughs> Mario be coming up with some stuff. One minute he got a McDonald's cup drinking bourbon out of it, and now he got this mason jar with this green gook in it. I know. It got kale in there, so a little celery, apples in there, berries, bananas, um, a little bit of uh, everything. To it make sounds it good. One, no, seriously, like, it sounds <laughs> great. Just as great as this crown that i'm drinking on tonight so and this one I, isn't a naked juice last time ever was a naked juice this time it isn't oh, I made this oh, oh yeah i'm trying it tastes good a regular no, blender right now okay there we I go need to do better. Get... it's a little bit chunky that's why it's probably that, thick that's okay look at you ninja gotta swallow all hard and stuff like that it's all chunky <laughs> gotcha. what's other people Tell the listeners, what have you been up to since, you know, since you've been all MIA and whatnot, what you've been doing, Dan? So, I mean, so, you know, (laughs) you know, 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 I just want to be prepared, you know, and that's just where I'm at right now. And I think I am, and and it's Jill Scott prepared, not biblical prepared. Um, Maybe both, maybe both, both, but... (laughs) I think, like, I think re- really where I have been at lately is just a lot of, like, we're getting prepared for our conference for, uh, you know, the nonprofit I started. Many of you know that I work, uh organization called Profound Gentlemen. We support male educators of color. Um, we have our conference uh, where we just provide a holistic experience for males of color, not just talking about education, but asking them the essential questions. Who are you and how do you want to show up in the world? And so I've just been, you know, I'm a reflector. And so in these past two weeks, I've been in New York and in Dallas and everywhere visiting and leading sessions. So, oh, my God. I don't even know if I said this. Last, remember, I, I don't know if in the last podcast we talked about Choir Boy. No, because you just went and saw it. Yes. Yes. We would have if we was on Target. I know. Here we are. So I went so to tell go, the people. Okay. Man, y'all, Choir Boy ends, the, I think, the middle end of March. If you're in New York or have an opportunity to go to New York, please go support it. Um, it is life, literally life-changing as we're in a period of talking about toxic masculinity, as we are talking about how people could just show up in a world and, like, how you want to show up in a world. Um, mm-hmm. I think I am going to go ahead on and drop that stash to go see it again because I – was just so moved by the movie since then. Uh, me and Nigel one time we went to go see The Color Purple together, and mm-hmm. that literally changed the trajectory of our not only our friendship but just the way that we saw life in general. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw it on play the revival one with Cynthia Revo, um, and amazing, and everybody else in there. And 
it literally changed the way that we showed up in life. Like that was the pivotal moment. And I feel like Choir Boy did the same thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I've just been really, really um, doing that. Really, really doing that. How do we show up in spaces that maybe aren't even created for us? We're not mm-hmm. set for us and still uh, liberate others to be able to join in that space by us just being present and us being our full self. That's where I'm at. Been, been traveling a lot, and I'm going to Australia. I'm going to land down under. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, where are you going? I'm uh, going to Australia. Australia. Yes. Australia? <laughs> Australia. How do you I say just, it? I guess it's just Australia. I just like Australia. to say Australia. What Australia. <laughs> yeah, because the L, it, L ain't even to the end. It's, it's, it's Australia. There you I'm go. Al Australia. Yeah, Ooh. that's what I said. Where you going? Al Australia. <laughs> Australia. Australia. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what I'm going. I'm working with I'm going to a mentor festival. Uh mm-hmm. and gonna be serving as a person to help build culture amongst indigenous people. And it's just amazing okay. for me that I could be able to have an opportunity. I mean, literally, uh gifts are how do they say it again? Your gifts make room for you. You make room for mm-hmm. your gifts. Your gifts first, will make room for you. They will. Mm-hmm. Or you provide the opportunity for your gifts to evolve. Yeah. Also have true. some accountability in it too. You know what I mean? <clears throat> you say your gifts will make room for you. You just put the gift there. You know what I mean? When I, the gifts are, give the opportunity. If you utilize that thing, it'll give you the opportunity to evolve. And I said that. I said I want, hopefully through my work, I'm able to impact the world. I was mm-hmm. just in Medellin when we had started the podcast. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to Australia. Australia. <laughs> Merciful. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's amazing to me. Mm-hmm. And God is amazing. The universe really is. That's where I'm currently at right now. That's excellent. Yeah. Excellent. I'm feeling a lot of other things too. I'm just thinking around like, I think like it's more so about like, you know, where I'm mentally at. So mm-hmm. I told Nigel, I said, we ain't going to have no pre-call. We're just going to get on this one. Because <laughs> normally we have like a conversation, everything like that, before we get on. But I think I'm in a space right now. Um, I went to see uh, uh, a premiere with uh, this group called uh, Let Me Run, which is to support boys, of boys, not just boys of color, but to help them to uh, build their character. It's a character development program. Okay. And the... Premiere that we saw was, uh, it was called um, um, The Mask You Wear or something like that. The Mask and something like that. But I forgot. Mm-hmm. But it's about black boys having a, it's about boys in general having to wear this mask uh, mm-hmm. to mask their emotions and how we teach boys. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, the way I, what, how I grabbed this, how we teach boys of color. And in the profound gentleman space, in every space that I'm create, I want to create, and even also talking about gifts. And even reflecting on Choir Boy as well. Mm-hmm. I am really in a space of making sure that literally uh, that all, everybody, every boy of color feel like that they belong in a space. Mm-hmm. That they are, that that's a, that's I a, make sure that I know who I am so that I'm able to help liberate big, others. Big task, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> wouldn't you say? <laughs> no, seriously. Big task. <laughs> <laughs> when you think about like the mask that uh as we speak to like boys of color and not just men in general because i believe 
as you touched on earlier, toxic masculinity, <clears throat> excuse me, that doesn't just affect one culture or ethnicity. Yeah. That's widespread amongst men in general. But speaking to specifically to boys of color, as you talk about um, being able to create a space where we all feel that we belong, yeah. no matter where you are on the spectrum. Yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, I feel like that's a big responsibility or it can yeah. be perceived as a large responsibility and knowing that you pay you play a role in that is just as yeah. significant as the next person but it all starts with self-awareness and owning who you are yeah so i think that's big in and of itself and i'm glad you mentioned that keep on going sorry no i think that's big in and of itself because on one hand you realize that you owning who you are sets another person free. So you realize again, that your life is not just about you, Mm -hmm. that you have a higher and greater purpose, but you also deal with the day-to-day realities of the pressures of life, being isolated, potentially not being accepted. Um, the negatives, right. But there's also positives that we don't Mm -hmm. really associate well with people will probably be welcoming of, you know, you being your most authentic, authentic self in a space. Yeah. And we oftentimes don't allow people that opportunity to do that. We typically within ourselves first run to the negative before yeah. giving the positive outcome that could happen. You know, what's so interesting is that even off of that point is that I am not afraid to fail. I don't mind failure. Don't mind it, actually. Well, uh, one thing I learned about failure. Oh, sorry. That's that kombucha. One thing I learned about failure uh, and that green tea, because I burped so much in the last podcast. <laughs> I did. Hey, Jesus Christ. Maybe I don't need to drink the green smoothie during the podcast. <laughs> uh, but um, what I learned about failure um, is that they are lessons learned. And I think we get so mad at failure. And mm-hmm. uh, one thing I, uh, I think joy and, and fear are in the same category. And we just prioritize the one over the other. And well, tell so, us more about that. Because I, I, when you, when you would say, when you just said joy, yeah, and fear are in the same category. My first mindset was perspective, because yep. you have a certain perspective to even think that joy and fear would coincide in the same space when it takes two different mindsets to perceive what fear is and also to perceive what joy is mm. for boarding joy from dr Brene, uh brown you know that's my homie <laughs> but i can tell you google her and she is white as day beautiful woman i love her she is probably one of my that's number great. she's probably my top one of my top five teachers um she talk about in the gifts of imperfection uh for boarding joy um when we experience such levels and highs of joy we immediately um bring in fear into our life so if we see all of these things happening they're so good we be like uh-oh something about to come i'm got to shake something yeah. to shake down yeah, yeah. he explains it as a parent watching their child sleep and seeing how beautiful that is to watch a child sleep they have a bed they have a place that they could call their room you know what mm-hmm. i mean and their own uh, and that parent feels so much joy of uh, having the opportunity and the privilege to be able to provide for that child. Mm-hmm. And immediately she have, you know, they, he and she, they both have this joy. But then all of a sudden they say they have to fear. What if they stop breathing? What if tomorrow mm-hmm. they die? Look mm-hmm. at the school shootings that's happening right now. So we immediately for broke joy 
that's uh, almost like a human thing that we do. So the interesting thing is that the same, we could learn just as much from fear and our mistakes just as much as we learn from joy. What we always say when we experience fear or mistakes Mm -hmm. is, what is God trying to teach me? But when we experience joy, we don't ask ourselves the same question. Mm, that's now that <laughs> is very honest on on a larger scale. I'll say even for me, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, uh, there are times where I'm experiencing joy, and I and I don't ask like, what is this to teach me? But more times than not, I am asking, what is this? What is this showing me? Oh, then I probably need better. Uh, uh, opportunities to show myself love or to honor myself better, yep. or take better, yep. you know, self-care or really is to show me at the end of the day, do more of this, yep. create me more of these opportunities because look at how you feel, look how you respond, look at how healthy your perspective is, look how you move, look how you show up in the space, yep. look how energy transfers. So pay attention to both sides of it. Yep. And that's the truth. Sure. We have to focus so much on, take a pause and say, Ooh, what is joy teaching me? Oftentimes, when we experience failures or fears or mistakes, we always, God, what are you trying to teach me? God, what is, what is this supposed to, 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 to tell me about myself? Mm-hmm. And God is like, the same thing I taught you, I could have taught you in joy. You chose to get taught in fear, mistakes, letdowns, failures. Because you didn't take time to pause to learn how to t- learn about it and joy. And that's why I mentioned how we prioritize fear mm-hmm. over joy because we'll choose to take the lesson from fear and failures than yeah. choosing to take the lesson but from joy. That's how, because well, they I both mean, could teach honestly, us the same exact thing. That's how society kind of socializes us that we're, we learn those hard lessons, if you will, through trial and error. And, you know, these are discoveries, not just mistakes, right? Yeah. That you're supposed to feel this, uh, I said pain earlier, but essentially you're supposed to feel this being uncomfortable, this conflict, this struggle. Yep. And that's where you're learning. That's when you're growing. That's the concrete mm-hmm. rose, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But to your point, that's not, that doesn't always mm-hmm. have to be the case. Mm-mm. The interesting thing is that namaste means the light in me sees the light in you, right? So in the sense that what I love sometimes is when I see the sun and how it shines on me, some people say, hey, God, you know what I mean, type of thing. <laughs> this is sometimes my thing, you know what I mean? Because the sun is the one thing that warm up the, air, the, the, the earth, right? Mm-hmm. Funny thing is if you was to get your body x-rayed when you feel love, your body is warm. Your oh, body sure. is red. Your oh body is dopamine and it's flowing and all that, yeah. Yes. And so when you think about that, right, and the heat yeah. – that is formed out of your body. I had told my assistant, I said, um, I said, God lives in you. And he said, huh? I said, but how do you know that God lives in you? You know what I mean? He said, I don't know. I said, think about when you get that good feeling inside of you and that feeling that rush deep inside of you. How does that make you feel? He said, it makes me feel so good. Does it make you feel warm inside? He said, yeah, Mm -hmm. that's God. That's God living inside of you. Can you really, if I was to ask you to explain it, can you explain it? No, that's God. When you how, when you ask somebody to define love, hey Valentine's Day, you know what I mean? You ask somebody <laughs> to define love, they can't explain it. That's God. Mm-hmm. Love is warm. 
You see what I'm saying? So when we say namaste, the light in me sees the light in you sees the warmth in me sees the warmth in you. Mm-hmm. And so when we think about a plant growing, right? And plant needs, a, a seed needs, and roots need just as much darkness as it needs just as much light. You see what I'm saying? Just as much darkness. And we well, put it know, in I'm not in no urban gardener, so I didn't know. I know. Just as we, <laughs> we put that seed in the dirt mm-hmm. and, it, and the roots form in the dirt. The roots, when they're exposed in the sunlight, they cannot take shape. So sometimes those fears and, and, and failures help us to create foundation. Mm-hmm. But what helps us to truly grow is the sun, the light, the people mm-hmm. that shine light into us, right? And so that's how I expect to want to show up for other people. I want to liberate. I want to light-berate, okay? Okay. <laughs> I want a whole word, you know what Not I mean? Not liberate, but light-berate. I want to light-berate because <laughs> I want to, I, I think this week has been tough on me of hearing different stories and scenarios about people who want to eliminate or, 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 or exclude other people from the space, not recognizing that these people themselves need the space, right? They mm-hmm. need a space to feel open. They need a space to feel liberated. But because they can't fully 100% liberate themselves or have these fears and anxieties, they want to marginalize and exclude other people from experiencing the space. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I've been toiling with that. For, uh, so once you ask me, how am I doing? That's in my head. And so this movie today helped me to recognize the source of why I do this work so that every, definitely specifically, man of color and boy of color can come into the space and feel welcome, can feel desired, you know? Mm-hmm. And what I was mentioning too, I said, I, it's not that I'm scared of, that I'm, that, I'm not, that I'm scared of fear. I'm scared of success more than I am scared of fear. As most because most I know agree my that. light is just going to be more and more and more. I'm you know, sometimes I get so overwhelmed at the thought of writing a book, I get so overwhelmed at the thought at under the age of 30, you know, and all of the accolades Forbes under 30. And, 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 and when I step into a space, I was at the Teach for America space, and I love y'all. Y'all been holding a podcast now. So many people say, Oh, I'll be listening to you go by podcast, or I'll be mm-hmm. watching Messy Kitchen, or I'll be seeing what. Profile Jim was doing it. And when you hear your peers talk about you, you know what I mean? Part of me is so grateful, you know, mm-hmm. that and thank God that I that that I don't have it above my head, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And learning that balance. But what this weekend definitely told me is that you own your shit. Own that shit. Own that shit. <laughs> <laughs> own it. Because when you because because the thing is, is that you got to own your space. If you don't see that it is and how it's, it, you don't see Kelly it Brand. looking right, then you Brittany say Kelly it. Brand's I, when I was in the, the, the premiere today, it was three black folks. You know, when you go into They're a space, crisp, you count clean, people. Out of the 20 folks, fun it was three everyone. of us. Well, three to four of girl. out of 20, Check 25 people. And probably this nonprofit probably supports the majority of black males, right? For more information, so I had to make sure to because the lady called on me. I had to make sure. She called and me. And when it you was order, a discussion after code, the, the you thing. go boy. She called him. She said, off "Would your you like to say something?" Plus, I want to say nothing for real, because I was still processing. I was processing, but I said, "If she choose me, you know what I mean." Then I have to be honest about my thoughts. I said, "Black." I said, "We have to understand where toxic masculinity come from. We have to understand how black men try to emulate white men and 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 people of color spaces, and that's how." We damage and harm 
uh, uh, women, but particularly black women, and pe- and and, uh, and homosexuals. <laughs> I like saying it like that. So, I'm so sorry, y'all. You know me and Nigel be so crazy, but <laughs> the way I wanted to holler, I had to swallow that. Not <laughs> <laughs> that's all of the white country music homosexuals. <laughs> the gay folk. But it's yes, not, yes. Yeah. And so I'm just like, yo, like, we have, I have, I have no other choice at times. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why the people around me, I'm aware of that space. I'm aware of folks who are in my environment, because if my job is to help people and to liberate into my purpose in life is to maximize human potential and particularly boys of color. And so if I know that, right, I know that many boys of color are broken because of how we raise boys. You know, so we have to have a space of inclusion where everybody could come together. If there are people that are that create opposition to that space, I have to say it won't happen in here. Mm-hmm. Not on my watch. Not, Not on, my, on my watch. It won't happen. And that's mm-hmm. where I'm at right now. And there we have it. How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I have one word for how I'm doing. <clears throat> All right. I'm tired. And it took up most of our time. We got eight minutes. Sorry, buddy. Boy. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> I don't have much to <clears throat> I don't know why my voice is trying to leave me. But um, I'm tired. Mm. That's how I'm doing. I've been mm. very, but in a good way, um, I've been very focused. I have so many irons in the fire. Mm. So many things going on. As I am five months out from graduation. <clears throat> Chad, I thought you were about to say five months pregnant. I said, how? Ah! <laughs> Confused. Deranged. What surgery did you get? The way you started said five months. I said, wait a minute. I'm not even going to go down that road. Okay, so uh, I, I was five months, <laughs> months until graduation. Yeah. Um, five months from your graduation. From my graduation. Well, on that, not even thinking yeah. that you even be in the space. Yeah. Never like on where you used to be at. You know what I'm saying? And also reflecting on the fact that when you came into the space, how do I own who I am in the space? For us to be able to create this podcast. I'm going to speak for you since you're tired. That's Listen. what friends are for. <laughs> That's okay. what friends are for. I am strong, okay? Okay. Knowing you can always count on me, for sure. For sure. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, though. This, yes. um, I have just been in so many different spaces in my mind. Like I said, getting ready to graduate. I'm a first-generational college student, first and foremost. Yep. So to obtain a bachelor's degree is already big within itself for my family. Uh, my immediate family and then to pursue a graduate degree is a whole nother thing so just really wrapping my mind around it like I'm five months away I remember when I had an interest and I had a six thousand dollar bill that I still owed to my alma mater and get into a place to where I'm like okay this is something that I really want to do and thanks be to God that it was able to be done along with the discipline that I had to have to get the money paid off. I'm like five months away from that. And then I'm going to Asia. I'm wrapping my mind around going to Singapore, Malaysia, Vietnam. We are international. (laughs) We are international. I would have never thought that. So I go there for two weeks in May. I'm like wrapping my mind around that because it's vastly approaching. It's February. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about that. I'm thinking about 
um, work. Like I'm, I've had three similar conversations about elevating my business from three different individuals that don't know the nooks and crannies and the, in the, in all the ins and outs of my business, let alone me, they just met me and just spoke into my life. And it just confirmed everything that I have been thinking about because I have secretly been asking God for guidance and through people, he has given me, I believe guidance. And that's that I'm life we were like, talking about. Right. And I'm just yeah. like, whoa, like sitting with that. Um, yeah, I'm just like really full and maintaining relationships with yeah. friends, with the with my boyfriend. My sister came this past weekend and we just had brother-sister time. That's yeah. the first time that has happened in years um, where it's just been she and I, and especially mm. as adults. And um, my father having health concerns yeah. um, as well, but that brought in my older brother, who I have a half-brother, which a lot of people don't even know. I have a half brother. But let's so. talk about this though. In December, <laughs> you talked about how you want to get more connected to him. And the good Lord work in mysterious ways, don't he? Don't he? Because the way that y'all didn't get connected is through this piece. But you said that that's something that you were setting out to do. God, yeah. but the thing is, is that God, again, God said, we're going to make it happen. Do you want to do it through joy or do you want to do, do it through fear, failure, mistake? You see what I'm saying? We get options. We get options. And to that, I also say, I had to say to myself this morning as I was getting dressed, that we, of course, we know that life and death are in the power of our tongue. I believe that the things that we speak into, the atmosphere, God, the universe, energy, all of that, you know, that gets together and they bring it to pass. And so one time I heard a pastor say, that we can say one thing about what we desire, what we want, and the angels go to bat for us. And then as soon right. as we speak against it, they just like, skirt, skirt. Like, well, mm-hmm. then again, you don't believe that's not what you want, so you're not going to do it. And you're like, we're not going to do it. So I'm trying to be more mindful about <clears throat> the words that I say um, because I am nervous, fearful, um, not a feeling of it actually succeeding. And so I'm trying to do more things, continue to push myself in relationship, in business, mm-hmm. Um, all the way around finishing excellence with school mm-hmm. and not speak against what I truly desire and really owning what I feel like I not only deserve, but what aligns with my value system. I want to be excellent. Mm-hmm. So if that's something that I value, finish strong, do what I need to do to do so. So part of the reason why I'm tired as well, aside from all of that, is I've really been given 110% to my career as of late and i've even seen my work as many know i'm a stylist cosmetologist and seeing my work i'm like you did that and telling myself like you did that Mm -hmm. like her hair looks great the customer service was on point you know all that and so just really celebrating myself and not waiting on somebody else to celebrate me like i have to remember I have to honor myself and that's really important to me to make sure I honor myself. I found myself a little frustrated today, but I said, who owns the frustration? Like I own the way that I feel. Mm -hmm. I can't allow external stimuli to control the way that I feel. I control that. And if I do feel a way, what's the root of why I feel that way? Why Mm -hmm. did a person's actions or my perception of the action 
why did that affect me? Then it comes back to me like, oh, well, truthfully, I feel this way or I didn't do this. I didn't set this boundary or I didn't have this conversation. So that's kind of, that's really where I've been. There's, again, a lot of things going on, but it's all very positive. Um, and some things I can control and some things I just can't. <laughs> yeah. Just what it is. Yeah. But I'm excited about um the future and what's what's happening but i'm really also focusing on honoring myself that's really big for me right now yeah yeah so yeah that's mm. what's going on Ooh, with me so as you see we are truly truly real people and i love about this podcast mm-hmm. is that this is just how nigel and i talk all the time all the time and so that's why i said that we was not going to do any pre-call anything like that this time. Cause I just felt like it was just something that was on both of our minds. that just needed that real true level of authenticity. Mm-hmm. That was just needed for our fireside chat. Our fireside chat was almost the topic of conversation basically today. It just about crept in there. I was like now. Okay. But we are going to talk about this because this is our, Special edition, Valentine's Day edition, special edition-ish. Which is uh, dating on the offense. Mm-hmm. And how are we doing it? So yes. we'll be right back with You Go Boy Podcast yes. with our thoughts on that. Ooh. <laughs> I always have something to say. All right, bye-bye. We'll be back. Listen to the commercials. Yay. Hi guys, this obviously is not a commercial. Um, this is Nigel and I, and mm-hmm. when we went off air, we just were continuing to talk about our fireside chat. It was just so strong for us that we just really wanted to share some of our off-air commentary with you guys, actually, because we thought it was very, very powerful. So, do you have anything you want to add to it, Nigel? No, I just say tune in. Yes. So listen to our off-air even more candid conversation um, <laughs> as related to our fireside chat. And then right after that, we're going to go into the main conversation of the day, which is how to date on the offense. You're listening to You Go Boy Podcast. Enjoy this special, special edition now because we are incorporating some off-air commentary. Enjoy. You know, I got to work on that too because... I just I just want everybody to get to a place to where they can just be honest. Yeah. Even if it's I mean, just honest in general, like even if as I'm continuing to grow in the honesty of self, like I just want people to to feel have the courage enough to take the first step to be honest with this. Yeah. Because it's so liberating. Yeah. Like you just want to, you just almost say to others in a respectful way, like, I don't give a fuck about what you think. I fuck, I shoot me shit. <laughs> okay. And that's, that's the trueness of it, right? And I think, and that's the almost the scary thing about recording this podcast tonight. Yeah. I was telling me, he's like, friend, I want you to just, I want you to be honest. Like, 
I know what your role is, but I want you to just speak your truth and just be honest because truthfully, I am tired. And okay. when I'm tired, I say which one is how it? I feel. Like I thought about it just a minute ago. I was like, damn, I said fuck on the party. But that's how I felt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just, I'm in a good place, but that's just honestly how I felt. I'm tired. Yeah. But I, I, yeah. I'm, and I'm tired of motherfuckers. I'm, my thing is, I'm tired of motherfuckers trying to ruin agendas for people or try to manipulate and sabotage folks just because you're not happy. And that's where I'm at in my space. And you'll never win. That's the sick, that's the thing about it. Come you on. May have, you may win the battle, but you'll never win the war, bitch. <laughs> they better get it now. You better get it now. Get it now. Good. <laughs> Let's go into the next thing. <laughs> All right, we're here, bitches. Okay. <laughs> That's it. That is it. All right, we are back with the You Go Boy podcast. I hope you enjoyed our fireside chat. A lot yeah. of gems were dropped there, especially for good brother Mario. We thank you so much. I, mean, I thank you, sir, I brother mean, man. We I learned much, <laughs> learned so much. And so tonight's topic um, will be about how to date on the offense, which is so yeah. fitting because tomorrow is Valentine's Day. Yep. yep. And I can ask this one to also create <laughs> the All-Star Weekend as well. <laughs> so they don't All-Star Weekend is happening. Dribble, dribble, dribble. But the funny thing is, this is sick. <laughs> oh, no. No. <laughs> I know you didn't do it like that for him, but that's just where my mind went, okay? But anyway, <laughs> Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day weekend. <laughs> I have seen a lot going on with um awesome. think, no, no, it's a term. Dribble dribble. Excuse me, that people are using. I feel terrible. This is trifling. Like really being gassy on the podcast. Like that's just ridiculous. <laughs> me too. I told you. I don't it's gonna be certain things I just am not gonna be able to like consume. It's the acid reflex, y'all. I'm sorry. I know we're gonna get into the topic, but I'm very you know, <laughs> with acidic things and I had this. This pizza situation, Whoa. this creep, this crap, creep. What is it called? The crepe. Part? Crepe. That's yeah, it. Yeah, creep. I said <laughs> creep. I'm thinking about TSL. Still, I uh, creep. So, anyway. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Just don't keep it. I know. We're not going to sing the whole thing. No. Okay. Um, but anyway. Sorry, sorry, sorry. All right. So, Valentine's Day is tomorrow, February mm-hmm. 14th. Happy Valentine's Day to everybody. Well, it's today because we're launching a podcast on February 14th. Okay. Well, here it is today. Yeah, hey. Um, so, yeah, so we really wanted to talk about dating on the offense instead of defense, especially with Mario sharing with us that he's in the space of really dating hey. and being open. Yes, that's why uh-huh. I'm drinking this kombucha and green smoothie, truth be told. <laughs> <laughs> this little baby pouch got a goo. Baby pouch, yes, kangaroo pouch. Since you're going to Australia, baby pouch. Boo, 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 boo. Got <laughs> baby it. pouch. Boo, 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 baby pouch. <laughs> right. Okay. So dating on the offense instead of defense um, is what we wanted to talk about tonight because Mario got very passionate one evening as we were talking about 
his dating experience. And he was like, we need to learn how to date on the offense and not on defense. I said, well, let me sit back and learn a little something. <laughs> Whereas my dad would say, learn me something. Right. So, now, I would like to say disclaimer. If you're single, this day is not your day. And that's okay. A lot of people always love to say, that. huh? I see you keep saying that. I know, but it's just the truth. I I, I respectfully disagree. Well, I and, and let me let me let me add more to it because we said this talked about this on the last podcast. Mm-hmm. I am taking this day to actually acknowledge the relationships that I value, um, and like the, the the ones that I see, you know, good relationships, the ones that I look up to as being a single person, I'm going to take the day to do that because it is not the day for self-care. That's not what today and, and Valentine's Day is, but I'm going to take Valentine's Day to actually focus on, oh, I like Will and Jada. Oh, I like Nicole and Shamar, my, my really good friends who wrote a podcast um, around my dating uh, situations and everything. That's what I'm going to do. And you know what? Though my face was all scrunched up, I respect that. <laughs> Thank you. Being at, at one point in time, being a single around Valentine's Day, I wanted to celebrate me because I needed to know what it was like to show love to myself. What does that look like? Okay, I didn't have a Valentine. What do I enjoy doing? So I bought myself chocolates from Godiva because that's what I wanted to do. I or hot wings. What's in spa? Yeah. What? You said what? Or hot wings for me. Nope. I made me a good dinner. <laughs> I went out to dinner and I yeah, made it. Yeah, sexy. You know, so I wanted to treat me the way that I felt I needed to be treated that way. When the man came, I could communicate what it is that I was looking for. Bloopity bloop bloop. <laughs> That's what I did. So my I encourage you to celebrate Valentine's yeah. Day. I hear this hashtag Valentine's Day. All these types of things. It's so much pressure in the world around Halloween. <clears throat> Hell, if you like chocolate, just go buy your ass some chocolate and sit down. But don't I don't know, at least on the 13th or the 15th, because the 14th is not your day to buy chocolate. You buy chocolate when you want to buy chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just if, and love, look, and love on yourself. That's true. Okay. That's but I will say that was a good segue about what does it mean to date on the offense. And I thought about All-Star Weekend being here in Charlotte. This is my hometown. This is where I'm at. Well, my hometown is Cleveland, Ohio. I live in Charlotte, North Carolina. I, I'm adopted Charlottean. I love this city. Um, All-Star Weekend is great. And I thought about that when Nigel and I were talking. And I think the first step of dating on the offense is knowing your moves. Like, not in the bed. Mm-hmm. Knowing, like, what you bring, in a sense, to the table. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like knowing your position, knowing how, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. not in the bed, but <laughs> knowing it, knowing your position and how you want to show up in this world. Yes. That's what it's about. And I thought, you know, I mean, a point guard, see, so, you know, can't be a small forward. Okay. Thank and you. so in th- but, in this is where. That's, the, that's what I want to call there. Because I don't know basketball like that. Football, right. I could talk to. Basketball, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. But <laughs> the point of me saying this <laughs> is that you have to know your position. Because if, if you don't know how you show up in the world, nobody will ever know how to incorporate you into their life. Yes. Or they would never know, you would never know how you fit into someone else's life. That's the first step. So no let's, go, 
Okay, so I'm glad you said this. So one of the things you talked about between us um, as it relates to dating on the offense is knowing your value. And you said that you need to establish your core values. Yes. Tell us about that. That is so true. I'm mm-hmm. so glad, Nigel, literally took notes when we were talking. Yes. I feel like, you know, <laughs> some psychologist on here. Well, you do, I know, you do know I have a BA in psychology from the University mm-hmm. of Cincinnati. So here we go. So yes, tell us about... <laughs> Knowing your values, values. establishing your core values. Before I started dating, and I love dating, dating has been fun. It has not so far worked in my favor, which is okay um, because you can't focus on that. But before I started dating, really being intentional around dating, I created my own personal core values. Mm -hmm. And it spells out glad. Gratitude, love, authenticity, and divine joy. Those are my core values. Mm-hmm. And what I had to recognize is that my values matter to me most. Mm-hmm. And those values that I love, how does those show up in the world? And then how does it attract the person that I want? What I also notice about myself is that I will typically be upset with myself and not cool with myself when one of those values were off whack. Mm-hmm. Attitude, love, authenticity, divine joy. I could go in the house and I'm like, mm, my attitude is messed up. What's going on? You know what? I'm not showing gratitude for myself. So I had to like really first start off with me and actually establish these core values because these values matter in terms of how somebody will show up in your life. If I don't have my own values, if I don't have my own uh, a personal assessment on how I want to live in this world, then I can't expect to uh, have somebody else show up in this world and love me the way that I need to be based on these values. And let's take a pause right there. That's important, what you just said about one, having your own set of core values to which you live by, that guides your life, the way you make decisions, the way you show up in spaces, and how important it is for the person that you want to integrate into your life Mm -hmm. to have an awareness Maybe they don't have it spelled out. Maybe they don't have an acronym, but to know these are some important values, core values that a person that I want to be with need to have, need yeah. to display. Um, and they may not directly reflect yours. Specifically, yeah. There are a set, you know, just the awareness anyway to get in the door to say, hey, I'm self-aware. This yeah. is what I need. This is what I'm looking for. Then you all can have a conversation about things moving forward but that's really important because i think a lot of times we don't date or i've seen people not dating from their value system yes but more so about things that are external more so that are more external and not internal excuse me yeah and let me take a step back and actually get to the point of why i said that i'm dating on the offense and not the defense Mm -hmm. when i used to date and, and let's start right here to draw even more of the audience in. When I used to date, well, when I, back, I don't know how to say it. When I, when I was dating, back in the day, mm-hmm. I used to try to please him in order, at, t- thinking that, like, I had to please him. That he had, that I had to do everything I needed to do in my wheelhouse and my power to woo him over. You Not recognizing so that I, you said what? I'm sorry. When you said woo, that triggered because woo is a 
a like a a value of sorts. Yeah, but it is. Get it to, but that's funny that it's you said strength finder word. one. Yeah, it's a strength finder word. Yeah. So it's interesting that you said that. And I felt like that I had to do that. But the issue around that was that I was literally not saying what. Well, do I like him? Mm. How am, like how am I holding him accountable? Right. Do I like his whack ass? Like he might be attractive and he might have did a couple of things, mm-hmm. but did, do I like you too? And I mm. used to come in as I need to please them rather than it being equal and saying I'm on the offense, offense, uh, off offense. I'm on the offense saying it like when I'm coming into this conversation. When I'm coming into uh, into this relationship, I'm trying to also see if I like you because mm-hmm. I know my worth and I know what I bring to the table. And so the more and more I started to date in 2018 and 2019, mm-hmm. I started to notice that if you want to go, cool, I know my worth. I know what I want. And, and let's be honest, too. The part of when in 2016, what got me in this place was when I was dating this guy, he told me, that where I'm going, he would not be able to support me. That I'm going mm-hmm. to such a high place that he can, he would never be able to, uh, to uh, uh, really feel confident around being my partner because of how high I'm going. Thank God for the honesty, but it broke I me mean, down. So I spent two, almost two years hiding my accolades. So when we talk about the level of success, talking about going back to our fireside chat, that partially is a trigger that contributes to it because I'm scared of success because the more successful, and this is the past, ain't how I feel right now, but the more successful I was getting, the less attraction I was getting from man. Oh, he doing this, he doing that. Oh, I don't know if I could deal with him with this. And I said, you know what? And then I started to believe in that story, mm-hmm. which I know many people do. The many, more, many, many, many. Yeah, the more I get, Man, I can't find a man because you know they. I got a master's degree. You know, what I mean, and there may be some st- statistical evidence behind that, but I chose to not believe in that and say that no, I'm just dating on the offense, meaning that I bring every source, every being of me to the table, regardless of how that person feels, and I set the intention first that that is not my story of that I cannot attract anybody because I'm successful. And to and I want to say to that on the flip side <clears throat> we have to really Am I too loud cuz I got real passion? No, I, I okay. don't know. Okay. But I will say that it's important for both parties to share that same same perspective. Mm-hmm. Cuz the truth of the matter is everybody has a different purpose in life. Mhm. Everybody have a different, has a different call. Everybody has different gifts and talents in the way that we use them. Mm-hmm. So because you, just because you go get a master's or a PhD, maybe you start an organization. And I mean, maybe shit. All, maybe you do all that, which is great. It's cool. But <laughs> isolate that from what you, yes. be confident in what you do. I can mm-hmm. say as a stylist, I have both a cosmet- instructing cosmetology licensure as well as <laughs> about to have a master's. Mm. But there was a time where I felt that society did not respect me just being a cosmetologist. Mm. And so with that, I didn't have the confidence at one point to say that I could date somebody who had, who was a in PhD? No, 
who was in corporate America okay. or, or, or a PhD yeah. or whatever. But it's like, no, 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 no. I don't value myself based upon the scale to which they value themselves or their work or whatever. Yeah. I have to establish my own rubric, my own scale for success yeah. for myself. And it has nothing to do with the other person. So a lot of times when you're talking about people saying, well, I can't date you because of your success and your accolades and whatnot, it goes back to self to say, are you really arriving at the point of success that you define for yourself? Or are you looking at the other person's success as your rubric, your guide, yeah. your whatever? You yep. know, yep. Are you comparing it's, yourself yeah. in it's, that capacity? It's funny because I've been, I started to define what success means to me and what just perfect means to me. Because we mm. talk about perfect relationships and we Which talk about... Are none. Per- and, right. Well, and, and let me say this. There are... And they are perfect people. Let me start. Let me say it this way. I can't wait yeah. till you fuck that up because I'm already <laughs> saying no. So you said, let me get my pen and let right. me take my notes. My dad broke down the story of Job to me that years ago. That was so interesting to me. My dad for, for he kept on saying it was years ago, he kept on saying Job in the Bible. He said, God said that Job was perfect. God said that Job was perfect. I'm like, okay. He said, but I, I keep on, he said, my dad come and said, I keep on getting to that point. That God said the job was perfect. I'm trying to understand that. Goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. My dad said, the reason why Job was perfect was not because he did everything right, but he was willing to learn from everything that God was teaching him. Mm-hmm. That every time God, because they said God, Job didn't curse God. Job did ask God, why me? If I'm not mistaken. So we were taught not, in the Bible not to do that, right? To ask that question, why me? Well, I don't know. I won't sp- say in the, well, Bible, in the Bible, but in, in the black church, in the black we, church, we was taught some churches that. say you don't, you don't, you don't question, question God, God. but yeah, Job did, yeah. So when I think <laughs> about the definition of perfect, it's always willing to learn from every lesson. Well, see, that's a different perspective and a new definition for oh, us perfect. on perfect. So, so when we say perfect people, and this that's present how you time, look, that's how you look at perfect people. In this present time, am I willing to learn from every situation that come to me? Now, now I can go with that. There it is. I and can adopt that definition. And in relationships, <laughs> are we willing as a couple to learn from every situation that we together confront? Well. And that's when you're dealing with perfect, quote unquote. And I don't even want to even use this word, but what I think about it is that at the sum of it all is that what we have to do is always be willing from, to learn from everything that comes to us. Mm-hmm. One of the guys that, and going back a little bit, one of the guys that, that I was talking to, he didn't know what I did. So when he was like, yeah, I can't date you because like, funny thing, there's two things that were problematic when we stopped talking because I'm going to be candid with y'all. Even if he listens, because I think he does listen to this every now and then. I'm talking about you. Oh, mercy. <laughs> Y'all, and he just drinking kombucha. Can you imagine if he had bourbon? Okay. <laughs> right. I'm talking about you. <laughs> nah, but for real though, one of the things 
And let's make this expectation too, just because there's a guy on here that really like me. I'm not going to talk about relationship on the podcast. <laughs> so just not that too. <laughs> I will keep on. I won't tell. Come out here. Not secrets. Okay. <laughs> okay. So the guy, he said, he said, he said, uh, we can't date because I can't provide you what you want. I said, have you, I said, I'm sorry. You have no, you never asked me what I wanted. You never ask. Well, I want to provide this. I want to provide that, you know, just in this and the way that I operate in relationships. I said, that's fine. But you never ask. I I don't need money. Mm -hmm. I don't need you to have a car. I don't need these things. And I'm gonna need you. I'm gonna need you to have a car unless well, you when live you live in public well, when you live in in an area that has strong public transportation. You know, yeah. I date. Yeah, that's different. Out that's of the different. city. You know, I, okay. All right. Yeah, you know, I date everywhere. Yeah. So, right. so right. So, okay. <laughs> so funny thing is, out of my last four people I talked to, none of them were in Charlotte because you got Facetime, you got text messages. I'm just saying, I don't want to have to send an Uber for you. Anyway. That is true. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> that's true. Anyway. But the Hello. thing is, though, and see, this is why some people feel like that they have to have those things when they are with me. You know what I mean? Not mm-hmm. calling you out, but these are some. I don't want to have to do that. You, that ain't nothing I'm worried about. You, yes. Me, yes. Mm-hmm. But see, society makes people think that that's what folks need. And so the way that... My budget he, says so, that's what I need because I only got enough to get my gas. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> but I, anyway. I get where you're coming no, from. No. Yeah, I'm sorry. And, and uh, that was something that's problematic because you never asked me what I needed out of it. And that's important. The, the assumption, thing, the assumption versus being very direct exactly. in communication about that. Yeah. The second thing is, and that was a trigger for me that helped me to actually say, "Wait a minute," was he said that I that we never talked about my organization profile. Gentlemen, he didn't even know where I work. So I said, damn, one, I didn't tell you, maybe because I was falling back in that trap of not telling people, you know, my successes and everything like that. But mm. two, nigga, you didn't ask, neither. So you didn't even ask me, what did I do? How's my day? Because one of the major things well, that I look say, for, how's your day? You're going to find out what you've been doing. You do. And see, one of the major things that I was looking, that I look for in a relationship is do I like your your lifestyle? Do I like your purpose? Because I believe that when two people come together, it's really, this is a mature version of where I'm at, is that when two people come together, it really is more so about the fact that how am I helping you to achieve your purpose? How are you helping me to achieve mine? And we become cyclical. That when you help me, I help you. You help me, I help you. And it's just, we working it together. It may not even be 50-50 each time. It may be, I'm putting in 80% of your work and you only just putting in 20 at this present moment. That's what relationships is about. That at the end of the day, I'm going to ride and die with you. Now, the crazy mm-hmm. part about this is that I used to didn't think this way when I first started to go into relationships. I thought about the idea of love. Not recognizing that love requires a lot of damn work. Why? Because love cannot be measured. Love cannot be bought in a gift. Love cannot be, like, that's when people get divorced. That's when people lose it. Love cannot be bought even in just in words. Love can only be bought in feelings. And if the gift does not come with a feeling, if your words does not come with a feeling, if your quality time does not come with a feeling, if your acts of affirmation does not come with a feeling, then 
you will be bound to leave that relationship. Because I'm a life coach. No, I don't. I'm not in a relationship. But I have conversations with my clients around relationships all the time. Mm-hmm. And many times it falls into that. That, I, oh, I gave them a gift. How did you, how did you act when you gave them a gift? You act, you act like you, that, they, uh, uh, that they had to respond in a way that you wanted them to. You act like that they, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, you, you was like, here go the gift so that they can shut up. They going to feel that. Feelings oh, don't yeah. have, feelings and emotions have no zip code. Even when you outside of the city, those things carry. You know when somebody, wait, mm-mm, I could feel that energy. So, 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 so that's the one thing too, is know what you want and demand it. And like Inyala Vanzant said too, just because it's there don't mean you settle for it. If you want, if you want, if you want gold, don't settle for white. If you want red, don't settle for pink, even though it's in the same family. If you want burgundy, don't settle for off red. If that's really a color. If you want pure white, don't settle for off all white. If you want black, don't settle for white. <laughs> <laughs> that's serious. And that's, that's what right. it means to, to date on off and to really take it all in. That every situation I'm encountering, this is an opportunity for me to just be there and learn. Also, yeah. if you mention if I mentioned too, I said one of the things that is about dating on the office or is about uh, the second thing I'm thinking it is about there are no rules now that's a good point we gotta eliminate these <clears> rules, we guys. do think there are a lot of rules like <sighs> society gives us rules our own inner circles gives us rule about, rules about what we should and shouldn't, shouldn't do mm-hmm. if you do this he or she, is, he or she is gonna respond this way mm-hmm. if you don't do this this will happen but the truth no. of the matter is I ain't got time can, to think about all of you that. Can't, you can't do that. You got to go with how you feel. You got to go with instinctually feels good to you. You got to, of course, use discernment, but you also have to go with the risk sometimes. You got to. That's and only- I don't have time to think about it again. Man, I mean, the thing is, like, what, what he doing? What this action mean? How this feel? You know what I mean? I didn't do this. I didn't do that. Should I text him? Should I not text him? If you feel like texting the motherfucker, text him. You got to be vulnerable. If you feel like you got to be vulnerable. And if it does not work in my favor, and that's the biggest part of of dating on an offense, that if it does not work in my favor, am I willing to go? The funny thing is that I get from a lot of my clients is I'm not willing to date. Oh, and I got to talk about my therapist, Rinshawn Miller. Please, y'all, y'all got to, like, if y'all in Charlotte, he, he, he has clients outside of Charlotte. This man got me right. One thing he told me, this is really how I started dating on the fence. Actually, I'm, I'm so stuck on what Rashawn told me. Now I got to focus on that real quick. Now <laughs> I get back to the other thing. Rashawn told me, because I said, when I'm dating, I'm like, ooh, I really like this guy. And I, what I love about it, he a straight black man, bulky, cute guy, boom, 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 walking down the street. And, and he... I love this man because he is so sensitive, so sensitive in the way he asks questions. So I told him, I said, I am so scared of being in, and sometimes dating. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I get scared of, scared of dating. So scared of doing it. Definitely when you really like somebody. 
Mm-hmm. He said, why? I said, because I don't want it to end the way that the other ones did. And when I really like somebody, I be wanting to just be like, okay, let's kick it in the high gear. He said, tell me something. Tell me what's the last thing you've done that, had, that you had to work really hard for it to, to, to accomplish, for you to accomplish. I thought about it. And then I came up to thinking around this. I said, I have to write this book. And the book took time. He said, so how did you do? I said, I did a chapter by chapter. Was mm-hmm. it hard? Did you sometimes not want to do it? Was you scheduled? I said, yeah. He said, but did you ultimately finish it? I said, yeah. How did that make you feel? Good. In the process, did you feel like you was going to be able to, to complete? I said, no. Because sometimes mm-hmm. I felt just really scared. He said, okay, so how can you apply it to relationships? I said, damn. Damn, nigga. He said, you got to take this thing piece by piece. Mm-hmm. And if you want the big picture, it's going to be sometimes you don't feel like doing something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And every time you write a book, each book that I've written, and, and I have not published not one of them yet, because I want them in a particular order, but I've written each one of them differently. Mm-hmm. And, if, and when I try to approach that, when I wrote the first one, I love how I wrote the first one. I binged wrote the first one. The second one, I tried to do the same thing, and it was like, hell no. You got to do some cue cards. You got to write each chapter on some cards, and you're going to do it that way. Then the third one that I wrote, I was like, you know what? I'm going to write it out on a cue card because that worked. I keep on calling them cue cards. Po- uh, what are they called? Postcard. What's it called? Post- Index cards. Mm-hmm. And they work. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. yes, okay. And they work. And see, with this one, it didn't work. I tried to write the, the chapters out on index cards. And with this one, it said, just go with the flow. And this has been my favorite book ever because I have cried so much in it that even if people don't like it, I'm going to love the hell out of this damn book. And I could just keep this one for myself. And that's how we got to approach relationships. That every time, each one of them is not going to be the same one. And what my, no, my therapist, yeah, and what my therapist said for me too, is he said to me, he said, how, I said, I just don't want my, I told you earlier, I said, I didn't want my relationships to end the way, the way that they did in the past. The he said, mm-hmm. they won't end the same way because you change. Because yeah. you change it because how you approach, approach relationships, it, it, it can't be the same. Mm-hmm. Unless you didn't change. Did you change? I said, and I if did. you did, it's going to change. So why are you worried? That's Damn. it. <laughs> sit my back and I said, look, I'm going to do what I need to do then. <laughs> sit my ass back and do what the hell I need to do. And do what you need to do. And live in color. <laughs> <laughs> That's real. I don't remember the other thing I wanted to say, but that, that my therapist got me straight around it. Because, well, he didn't get me straight, but he, he got me around it because... <laughs> because... <laughs> because... <laughs> He really <laughs> made sure that that I understood that I have changed, that I am. Mm-hmm. And when yeah. I come to this, if it does not serve me the way that I'm serving it, then I must go. Yeah. That's Absolutely. it. Sometimes I sit back and see, are you going to do the same thing that I'm doing? Sometimes I sit back on relationships. Are you going to do the same thing I'm doing? I'm not playing a game. Yeah, just I'm just trying to see. Reciprocity is the biggest thing. Yeah, I told somebody too. I said, "Love and faith." When you date and love and faith, is the same. It lives in the same circle. They cyclical. Mm-hmm. Love and faith is cyclical. This word, 
I love that word. That's one of my favorite words. Okay, because I'm going to Google them when we do. Meaning that one depends on the other. No, I get it. Context. Context. <laughs> but I'm but they are, though. Because love produces faith, but faith produces love. Hmm. Love is external as well as faith is external. Love is internal as well as faith is internal. You sure got to have it. When love is weak, faith is strong. Mm-hmm. When faith is weak, love is strong. They depend on each other like crazy. That I, when people, what people say, I can't trust them. I'm looking through their phone and everything like that because you lack that faith to be yeah. able to love that person. But it'll be right. love that person to not go in their phones. I love that. My, my older sister, she said, I'll be a dumb person to go in my man's phone. If I ever get to that level where I feel like I got to go on his phone, I, I'm leaving him. Because mm-hmm. I don't need that in my life. I mean, when my sister told me that a few years ago, I said, damn, I got I to gotta practice that same thing. Yeah. Because I want to see what's in your phone. But now I don't. I don't care. And I never went in somebody's phone, but I thought that that was the culture of what we supposed to do. PJ, PJ Morton got a song called Go Through Your Phone. Yes. I said, you know, that's a real song. That is true. And he I talked about that. Your phone. Yeah. He said that I don't want to. I shouldn't yes. have to. I'm a firm believer in life. One, whatever is done in the dark is going to come to the light. And two, if I'm supposed to find out about something that's going on in your phone, <laughs> because ain't no secret or secret anyway, get into that, catch it on your way home. It's going to come out. Mm-hmm. It's going to come out. Mm-hmm. So it just be best that you just do what you're supposed to do. Yep. Because people say there's this six degrees of separation. I don't believe it. With social media and technology, the degrees have lessened. So okay, you don't know who knows who, who know who. And definitely in the gay community. Especially. In the black gay community. Black gay community the education community, any subgroup that you can oh, think of. I mean, both yeah. too. Hello? So what I'm saying is... And I hardly date educators, so please don't come for me. <laughs> but the point is, there are no secrets. So it's just like, think about that as we're pursuing dating, as we're pursuing relationships. Yeah. Be honest, be transparent, be vulnerable mm-hmm. um, as much as possible and encourage the other to do so. Um, there are books out there that talk about how to ask questions because there's an art to asking questions. There something is. that I'm personally working on too because there are things that I want to know. Timing is necessary, but also the way in which we ask questions and not asking questions to satisfy the answers that we have in our mind. Asking questions to really invoke a, a conversation. That's why I discovery. Do. Yep. And when you're on the offense, you ask questions. Uh, 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 you know, in relations, I'm, I'm, you know, and, and, and dating and stuff like that. So when a guy said, you asked so many good questions. And I said, you know, I said, because I'd rather ask a question to really know the answer so I could figure out how, what I want in this, you know? Because mm-hmm. I tell guys all the time, I say, when a guy said, oh, I don't really want to be in a relationship. Oh, I'm clear. That's what I want to do. So if that's what you don't want to do, I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. Now, in a couple of months, if you, you know, we kicking it, we can kick it right now because we just get to know each other. In a couple of months or three, you know, when it starts to get a little bit heavier, 
mm-hmm. and you still don't want that answer, I mean, you still have that answer, then I'm cool to move on. But I don't mm-hmm. think that I missed some. I missed out on something. Very, yeah. That. I don't. I, I don't think that I missed out on something. You know, and that's what I was gonna say. People are afraid to to date and get scared because they're afraid of getting hurt. One of the things that I think is interesting is that is that what I learned uh, from it is that, and that's what I was going to say earlier that I said I was going to get back to around afraid of getting hurt is that uh-uh, uh-uh. it's not about afraid of getting hurt for me. Uh, is that if they offend me, will I be okay with moving on? Mm-hmm. I, I, it's about me. Do I have the strength to move on? I, it's, I can't control them. So I can't be yeah. scared of dating, you know, and that's part of what me and my therapist did work on. I can't be scared of dating because I'm scared of what they're doing. No, yeah, the only thing I can control is that, right, only thing I can control of is that if I, if they do this thing and I don't like it, do I have the courage, do I have the courage to move forward? Mm-hmm. Move forward? Most of us, we get controlled by the D or we get controlled by all this other stuff and don't want to move on. Am I real? Or am I right? Very <laughs> <laughs> true. You know, mm-hmm. that's all I got. I'm dating on the offense, guys. <laughs> and I am, and I think that's the, it's just the, I'm having so much fun. I really am. And when I go back to that love and faith thing, your job, because I talked about faith, it them depend on each other, right? Mm-hmm. Your job. The only job that you have when in relationships is to figure out, well, do you need love in this moment or do you need faith in this moment? Do you have faith that God is going to make this thing come true? Mm-hmm. Do you have faith and believe that this thing is going to happen? Or is, the lo- is love going to hold on to it to let me know that, like, I love this person enough that I, that I know that these actions are going to take place? That's it. One of the things, um, the only thought that I have as of right now with dating on the offense is challenging myself to focus on the things that are true because social media and life uh, circumstances and just people's own need to be affirmed or whatever um, sometimes can cloud our thoughts around what is true. Mm -hmm. And um, that's, that's been a thing for me. I'm a person, I like attention, and I know that. And I know ways in which I like it. And I also recognize um, circumstances in which I can't control that may not always lend to giving me the type of attention that I like or Mm -hmm. that I feel that I desire. Mm -hmm. So I have to focus on the things that are true Mm -hmm. um, versus these things that may be fantasy, things that are untrue based upon my perception of the situation. Um, so <laughs> that's the thing too. We may feel a certain way about a situation, but it's like at the same time, balance it out with what is really true about mm-hmm. the person, what's true about our relationship, what's true about what the actions that the person has shown me, what's true about X, Y, and Z, and not just being so focused on every single moment the person might not show up the way you want them to show up all the time. Mm-hmm. People are human, situations happen. Focus on what's true and not always what's fantasy. Mm-hmm. So that's mm. and and what I love, uh, even around that, 
truth versus fantasy is don't fill in the blank. Don't fill in the blank. That listen to what that other person is saying when you're dating them. Because most of the time, we miss cues by filling in the blank of the answer that we want when they're talking. So how do you feel about kids? Uh, I don't really want kids, but I want one or two. So then what you do? You fill in. You know, they'll say, I don't really want kids, but, I mean, if I have to, it'll be one or two. What did you fill in? One or two kids. What did they say at the beginning? What I heard is, I want kids. I said, well, all right. That's it, right? But many of us will fill in the blank of the answer that we want to hear. You see what I'm saying? Well. And that's a big thing. I told them 1%. The first time I was dating, I said, I said, I'm not feeling your blank. I did. I told him that too. I said, <laughs> I said, I said, Tim, I said, I want to hear your answer. Yeah. I want to hear your response. We're going to go right okay. there. Ain't got time. No, ain't got no time. <laughs> Mm-mm. But I'm having fun though. And that's what matters. At the top of the top of it all, that's what matters the most that you're having yeah. fun. Yeah, and, and and what's funny, what I love, I think what makes me and Nigel both uh, very um, connected is uh, how him and I both know what we want. Nigel like attention. I think if both of us liked attention, we would not be friends. <laughs> Hell no, I like intention. And let me tell you what Nigel is. I like to, I like to give people attention i love to make sure that the people i i've and my my job used to be a you know i mean not used to be, but i remember i used to do the fashion shows i never walked the run i was not a model i never want to be in front of of the of the of the a camera mm-hmm. i was behind it but i set the intention for the space mm-hmm. how do we want to provoke this my thing is i love intention and I know that I love intention in relationships. Intend, how, how are you intending to do this? What is your intention around this? That's my favorite thing. And Nigel is intentional. Yeah. So even on a best friend level, him and I are so intentional around. Intentional. Yes, you are intentional about everything that you do. I'm going to do this in order because this thing I means sometimes to the tissue paper that go into a goddamn kid, <laughs> the motherfucker be intentional. I'd be like, nigga, nigga I am paper away. I am, and but the reason make it work. Yep, and when I talk about attention, attention for me as I am getting, <laughs> I was about to say closer to thirty. It's not even about that. Just maturing, but it looks different for me now than what it was when I was younger. And when I speak about attention, it just speaks to the fact that I like quality time. Mm-hmm. And I've mentioned it before on previous podcasts. It's attention in a in a positive way. Um, mm-hmm. not in a <laughs> I can't even think of a word. Well, you don't Nigel, if Nigel did stupid shit to get attention, like go have sex with somebody else's man, yeah, knowing damn you. well. Or like say if him his huh. That's against my moral code and my Thank moral you. compass and my. But value. you go like like he not that type of person. Is like, I'm not gonna do. I'm like not gonna him, do him and his boyfriend broke up. 
he gonna go have sex with somebody just to get attention. That ain't him. No. Attention is uh, what is your Myers Briggs? Because your Myers Briggs explain attention. Your version of attention. <laughs> that's right what up. I need to do. I think I have that for us on the next podcast. Yeah, because you had it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it was like, I'm, I'm an extrovert. Oh, let's do that one for next podcast. Let's do that. Cause that I know I'm an come extrovert, out on and I'm, I'm an introvert, and I'm sent. You are what? I'm an INTP. Ain't that the weirdest thing? Child. But uh, it ain't weird because I get it. Because when I'm in social spaces, I can I don't get. There we go. From so people. it's situational. Okay, yeah. so that's the thing. But I, I don't mean, get my energy from people. I'm I get my energy e from being where you're I, right. and I'm also I'm depending upon the context. I can be sensing or feeling, and that is why with you being a Gemini and I'm a Libra, woo, woo, yeah. um, that's how <laughs> I can I can navigate those spaces because I can sense or feel things that are going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to get back to that whole attention piece because I need to be very, 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 very clear about that. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to grab that, <clears throat> excuse me, that good my Myers Briggs and whatever other tools I need to so I can be clear about that. That's it, then. And that's it. That's it. Well, at the end of the day, we have learned a lot. We did. You've given us a lot to digest about dating on the offense. And one of the things, I just want to recap a few things. One of the things is dating on the offense means to know your value. So take some time to establish your core values. I told you he always got to do his benediction part, y'all. I do. And I'm embracing that. Let's go. I love it. I absolutely love it. And people have really been commenting about this part. So this is your shine. Shine. Get your attention. Get your attention. Let's get the attention. Yes. Yes. This is it. This is it, right? This no. is it. <laughs> <laughs> but really, know your value, establish your core values. I think that's very important because that will help us know how to navigate spaces, know how to love ourselves. If we understand what are our core values, we can date from those places. We can accept jobs from those places. We can know how to discern opportunities from those places if we know our core values. Um, we touched on, we didn't really highlight it, but it really was. The difference between dating on the offense and the defense. If you're going to date on the offense, you need to be honest. Be transparent. Share your insecurities. Throw out the rules to a degree. Well, no. Throw out the rules. Throw them all out. Just throw them out. Go with how you feel. works for Nigel may not work for me. Exactly. And if I'm playing to his rules, come on. You're going to miss your blessing. That's right. You're not me and I'm not you. That's right. Baby boo. Yes, and let's <laughs> vibrate at a higher frequency at the yeah. end. Be willing to learn from everything. And like you said, that's what makes you perfect. Not yeah. because you're going to do everything right, because you can't. That's right. How can you do every right, everything right if you're always learning, growing, and evolving? That's right. Be willing, be willing to learn from every experience. That's what makes you perfect. That's right. And that's where I'm at right now. I, 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 I should be embarrassed about the moves that I made in the past. Because I, I, because the present now, we all should. Can we just yeah. say that we all? Yeah, we all should. If we yeah. think about it, if I'm yeah. not embarrassed about the moves I made in the past, I have not grown. But yeah. also understand that I'm the only one that's cringing about the moves that I made in the past. Don't think everybody else was like, remember when he did this? Anything about that? That's good. Well, I'ma say, and even if they are, fuck them. That's like it. Jennifer. <laughs> I mean, I'm Jennifer by the fuck. We have, we have. Got embrace this F word. <laughs> I know. I last week, understand. last podcast was the first time we ever said the F word on 
We said we was going to cuss, but not really say the F word. But in reality, that's one of my favorite words. Well, I just It know just depends. Like, I just know the way that I'm set up on, on this podcast that I can't be too bothered about it. So. Me neither. That's true. But I hope that well, this Thank you, guys. <laughs> that that's you it. do something that, that loves on somebody else, loves on Namaste. you. Namaste. Allow somebody to love on you, love on somebody else, give love. Always give love. 365. Think about your action. Think about your words. Think about how you're showing up in the space, how it can impact other people. That way, we are also thinking about how we're being impacted and perceived by somebody else living in their truth. Don't be yeah. offended by somebody else. That's what I want to say. That just came to me. Don't be offended by the, the, somebody else living in their truth. Yeah. If nothing else, embrace it and learn how you're not living in your truth and do something different. Okay. Because I would say, I used to, I used to feel a way sometimes, particularly in the black community, when somebody's living in their truth, like, oh, it don't take all day. You don't need to do that. And nowadays, yes, I'm like, it does because you I don't know. Fur coat coming down the aisle. Well, see, I, now I have a different perspective. My thing is, I don't know what it took that person to be able to live in the truth and live authentically. And yeah. nothing else, I need to learn how did you get there? So yeah. I know what that is for me. So I won't feel away about what you're doing because, uh, truthfully, the internal conflict is the fact that, in part, I'm not living my truth. I'm not living yeah. most authentically. So. There's that. So take that, take that, take that. And grab it, grab it, grab it. I grabbed it. (laughs) And and that has been your episode, your journal entry for You Go Boy podcast. Special edition. Special edition. And we're going to do right. We're going to be back when we're supposed to be back. We are. We're coming back. We're coming right back. We're dropping one Thursday and we're dropping one again on Monday. I know. We're going to okay. have to do it because that's going to be the third. I'll just let it. Ain't we it, it y'all. We, I'm gonna... Yeah, that's 18 going to be the third. So we got to do it. We're going we gonna to support y'all. We're going to be here. And one thing, that's it though. All right. We out. That's it. No more. Not just this benediction. We good. Bye.